Hello, everyone. Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting, presented to you by myself, Aaron Pruitt, and the lovely and feisty Bethany Evans. Feisty. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Hello. And today's topic, we're going to talk about cloaking and what no longer works about it. And we're really excited because this is one of our... Um, episodes for our shame series. Bethany and I really have looked at what came out of the pussy book club. And there's a lot of different pieces of around people of especially women where they're cloaking and and not showing all their power. So today we really want to talk about like, where is everyone cloaking? What are they cloaking? Why? Mm -hmm. What do we use to cloak in in history? What are we still cloaking today? And what's available if we fucking just let drop the cloak and (laughs) shine like in our power so get naked get in naked <laughs> um i now my thing so for there's a thing around the book with the pussy uh the reclamation about pussy power and so every once in a while carl something won't work i'm like do you want me to send pussy power to it and he's like <laughs> if you feel like it needs it <laughs> like oh my god i i was like no yeah i was gonna say if he said just said yes i was gonna be so surprised that would be like so out of character for yeah. him. <laughs> I, it's gonna get it's gonna happen it just hasn't happened yet it's yeah. like it's a yes but i'm not saying yes please i'm saying if you feel it warrants it now right now yes so okay is he trying to appease you or is he actually believing in it that's the question okay you're an aquarius and right. he's a Gemini, <laughs> which i feel like you guys are similar in some ways i feel yeah. like sometimes you'll make it look like you're appeasing someone and really you're good to go because if you don't want to do it, you're a no. Like you're a solid no. That's true. I'd so if you're not a no, true. I take it as your yes. There's that element of like, I'm not willing to admit that I'm into this quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm there, but I'm not going to let you know because then I'm, that's me giving my power to you. <laughs> totally. And he wants to keep his penis power, yeah, but he still fine. wants to utilize my pussy power. I mean- Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about cloaking. I guess first we should start with defining what cloaking is. You want me to go first? Yeah. I want to hear okay. what yours is. <laughs> so cloaking is to me, it's where you shield, you hide, you make invisible aspects of yourself. And I think historically and currently for a lot of women, it might be we are cloaking our power, we are cloaking our intuition, our authentic voice. I also think we cloak our emotions, like anything maybe like our like if we're really pissed or if we're really silly happy, and then our sexuality. So anything that you are scared to really let shine you dim or cloak yeah that's what your I, definition that basically used all the words that i had said oh fuck did hiding. i it's fine because i don't know if there's any other definition other than like hiding right or attempting mm-hmm. to hide or make it smaller right um to be invisible because if i think about because i was you know cloaking was like the word you came up with and i was like what does that mean right what does that mean to me and so i think of mm-hmm. an actual cloak if somebody was wear- to wear one what are they trying to do they're trying to hide they're trying to not be seen they don't want to they want to be um be able to move through life basically without anyone noticing them so yeah i think yeah. in the it's a noun cloak and it's uh something that covers or conceals disguises pretense mm-hmm. yeah and the verb is to cover with or as if with a cloak to hide, to conceal. Yeah. Which, you know, is crazy. Cause the idea is like, why do we want to fucking cloak? But I think as people will see in the shame series, we're having conversations around historically, where did we cloak? Yeah. I mean, you go back in the past, you go to where we might've been victimized in our when we were younger traumas. Like there's so many reasons why we would do yeah. it. But as we get older, we get to choose. Do I want to keep the cloak yeah. or do I want to let it go and and stand fully in whatever my power looks like? Yeah. And it's really kind of stepping beyond fear. Totally. And it's not just women too. I mean, men cloak oh, in a yeah. lot of ways too, but I think women historically have been more um, outwardly, like mm-hmm. almost forced to cloak things because of 
I don't know, we just have seen that happen, but misogyny and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, living in a patriarchal society, but men also cloak certain yeah. aspects about them, especially the emotional stuff. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So where do you still cloak and why? I'm getting better at all these things, but it depends on the group that I'm in, like the group of people. So like if I'm with my family, I think I cloak my intuitive abilities um, more so because I'm able to see dynamics happening within people or, you know, like just things where I could call it out or I could be like, this is happening, stop that. Or, you know, like trying to shift when I see it's going in a like dysfunctional way. Mm -hmm. Um, So more, a lot of my intuitive, uh, intuitive abilities, um, my sexuality, that's something I'm getting better at. I I mean, I I feel like I've stepped more into that, but um, owning that part of me, there's times where I still fall back into being afraid of what it's going to mean if I'm fully out and talking about it. Right. So I go back and forth. Um, uh, yeah. And then I think, um, when I work with other, uh, in, in relationships, like friendships, romantic, oh, okay. Rom- I'd say any type of relationship in relationships, um, my vulnerabilities, like not wanting to share, like, I don't know, um, stuff I've been through and how it affects me, how it may show up. Right. And, and instead mm-hmm. I'll just like pretend like it's not happening, um, and work on it in, on my own instead of sharing with the other person, right. Like, Hey, this is what I experience. Sometimes I might act this way, or, you know, like maybe I need support in this, this area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's more about like my, my triggers and my trauma. I sometimes hide that unless I feel really comfortable with you. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get yeah. that. It's funny. Cause I think where I cloak is, um, when I make a quick assessment, if someone can handle what I do for a living or not. So mm. I noticed that I don't hide what I do like fully, but I definitely camouflage parts. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, like I could be totally ages. I'm looking at this woman. She's a white woman. I've decided she can't handle that I'm intuitive. Like, and what the frick? Like, whether she said something, did something, or I just made that assessment, I right. noticed I will um, pull back. I definitely did this with Carl's parents when we went, his family's in Minnesota, and I, but I wanted them to like me. So it was the first time I met them. I definitely was selective. Mm. on explaining what I do for a living. And I believe that to me, that's a form of cloaking. Yeah. I, it was funny. So, and the other th- thing that I was going to share, which is I had a couple things, but this is one that showed up this morning. So I work out and the way we work out is um, it's like outside and there's different stations. And I was on a ball, half ball. I don't know what the fuck they call it. Uh-huh. So imagine an arched kind of ball that's flat on the bottom and sits on the ground. And we had to do these sit-ups uh-huh. where you lean forward and you touch your foot. And I'm like, I can only get somewhere between my knee and my ankle. Uh-huh. And what I tried to do, we did a couple of rounds. The first round, I tried to fake that it wasn't hard. <laughs> like I was like, oh. I'm just going to like adjust. And then I was like, why am I cloaking? Like, this is fucking hard for me. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm struggling and I can't get to my foot. Like, and I realized that I try, I get quiet. I get small. Mm. I get, make myself wrong. Yeah. For not being like the 25 year old who was on the ball just a moment ago, 50 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I just notice. There's times when um, I, I change who I am or I don't, it's not that I change who I am. I don't show up honestly. And honestly was, yeah. I am fucking struggling. Mm-hmm. I have to move past my belly. I feel really awkward. I feel like an upside down turtle trying to get back on my leg. Like I yeah. was like, this is awkward as fuck. And mm-hmm. I was totally trying to pretend otherwise. Great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another way that I like, and I see myself and I see other people do it a lot too, is making jokes about 
things mm-hmm. right like making a joke to cover up the vulnerability yeah. or whatever it is like um yeah I I do that a lot where <laughs> I'll make a joke at my own expense or something like that just yeah. I'm feeling ashamed or you know sometimes it's not like a bad thing but sometimes it's yeah a way of cloaking yeah being able totally. to show up and be like yeah this is how I'm feeling right now yeah and I think that, I think as you and I, in the work we're in, it's that we're committed to keep showing up fully as ourselves and yeah. in our power and, or in our, fa- like, if we're, fi- if I'm failing, like I was epically failing today. Like it was <laughs> beautiful failure. I could not get uh, to my toe if. That's funny. Like, and it was funny and it was like oh girl you're not doing it right like you're not doing it fully what you're supposed to be doing yeah and I noticed that I was also trying to take corn cut corners like if I move here maybe I could do it if I move it's like just do it just do the best you can and if you're making and if you groan if I get and that's another thing I think for me is hopefully like a takeaway is when I'm feeling uncomfortable still stay big Mm mm-hmm like yeah. that's hard for me to stay. Like if I was killing it, I'm like, yeah, like I can feel my energy expand. Yeah. But when I'm like sucking it and it's mm-hmm. not going well, I find that I pull my energy in, like don't mm-hmm. see me. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it was really an aha, like stay big girl, like stay yeah. in big energy, even though you are epically looking <laughs> like. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. That's so, that's so funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because I just started working out too. Like, I think you've been working out longer than I have. Like I never really enjoyed gyms. I would just Mm -hmm. work out at home or do whatever. Cause I'm like, "Eh, I don't like the structured workout. But anyways, that was just an excuse for like, not to be told what to do. (laughs) Which I actually enjoy. You could start a support group. (laughs) No, but I actually enjoy it. And it's nice to like, not have to, right. It's like, not to think. Yes. You tell me what to do, right. You give me Mm -hmm. the structure. So make sure I don't hurt myself. Yes, exactly. Tell me what to do and make sure I don't hurt myself. That's your job. Right. Here I go. But I noticed that, that when you're explaining it, I noticed that has been my energy around working out. Cause I started this new gym. It was brand new to me. So I'm going and I'm learning all these things or everyone else is like, already knows what they're doing. I'm on machines I've never done. So I'm like, don't pretend like, you know what you're doing. Ask for help. Like, and so it's like the other day, cause we started outside when it was, you know, quarantine. So they were doing everything outside. Yeah. They just moved to the inside, um, recently. So on Tuesday, I was there the first time on the treadmill and I was like, I've never used the treadmill. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you've never used the treadmill. And I was like, no. So then I'd have him explain it to me. And like, in that moment, I could totally have, you know, been like, oh, you're an idiot, you know, but instead I just laughed about it. Like, that's where I guess the healthy kind of laughing yeah. at yourself, like this probably seems so stupid to this guy who like, <laughs> is like, yeah. you've never used a treadmill. I'm like, no, <laughs> honestly, don't know. I don't know if I have. Since you've I never was, been like, on a treadmill. Not since I was maybe like 18 or so. Okay. Like I, I used to work out like when I was in at community college, but I would do like the elliptical more than the treadmill because I hated running. And it's interesting that you say that because now I'm noticing you said like, I have a story. It could be uh, steeped in uh, data, but I don't know. My story is women ask for directions more than men. Yeah. But in this class- there's a lot more women. They divide us. There's in and outdoor right now. They just switch. So I'm outside mm-hmm. and um, I don't know why, but a lot more women are outside than inside mm-hmm. currently. And the men are asking like, so I was partnered up with a guy today and he asked just as many questions as I did. And I was nice. like, I wonder. And then I saw another guy, like, how do I do this? And I was like, mm. is, am I wrong? Or yeah. is it that maybe because we're paired up, like, because I know at least three of us had asked questions right off the bat, two, three mm. females. If we created space for like, no, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Right. And having so many females, you know, if chicken or the egg, but it was. Yeah. I think it depends on the energy of the coach too. Right. Yeah. You know, and how, if they, how, and I think that is a good point though, is like you see somebody else doing it, you're more apt to do it yourself. Right because you see the reaction you're going to get from the coach. So if you see yeah. like somebody else do it and they give you a reaction where you're like, Oh no, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want them to react to me like that. You're probably not going to ask, but if they're open and they're like, yeah, you know, uh, nice about it. You're, you're probably going to be more comfortable. Yeah. Asking. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they were nice about it. So that helped. Okay. Yeah. Bethany. Yes. You get to give us a short history lesson. It'll be short. Okay. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> a blip. Yes. Um, uh, 
like where store uh cloaking started the dangers that were faced women historically and yeah yeah so I kind of went more towards with like the magic because I felt like that's really where it started is Mm -hmm. when magic and witches and all that kind of stuff started getting a lot bigger so uh, it wasn't until like the 14th century, um, like the second half of the 1500s, I guess, that it uh-huh. that's um, you started seeing more of like devil worshiping and kind of like that harmful magic that people were doing like behind the scenes and like cults. And, um, uh, you know, the reason obviously devil worshiping and bringing in kind of that negative energy is destructive. Yeah. And it was they saw it as a threat to like the Christian order. So that's, you know, where all of the um, I didn't read exactly how they got rid of that stuff, but I know like more specifically, we could go into like the Salem witch trials. Cause I looked up that cause I was really interested in that. That's something we, I think all learn about in school. That was in like 1692, I think when it started in Salem, Massachusetts and, um, that they, they would hang the women or burn them alive. So, I mean, right there, if you have it, like if your ancestry is connected to that shit, like you're going to have that ingrained in you. Like mm-hmm. if I, step out and practice witchcraft, whatever witchcraft means to you, or I show my intuitive abilities, um, I'm going to be burned at the stake, or I'm going to be hung, or I'm going to be accused and put on trial, Um, which is really funny. I was reading that I thought it was kind of a paradox. Like they, they talk about the hysteria. There was like hysteria that happened with like when it first started. So women, they thought they were like possessed or, you know, by witchcraft. Um, But it turns out later in like 1960 something um they were a scientific study came out that they think it was some herb that was around that had caused them those that has side effects like if you ingested or around it and i thought it was kind of funny because when you think about witchcraft like you they use natural elements right herbs and and things like that so it's almost like the thing that uh it kind of is in a sense like i don't know i see it as a paradox like the thing that they are getting accused of like being they're they're also that's also their power right is like if they had allowed them to figure out that that was the thing right and give them the power of of saying like you know why might you be acting this way and they could like go and say oh i use this herb and get it you know like doing that kind of thing um so it's like their power was also their reason for being just destroyed you know so Mm -hmm. that's where i see it as like um yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted to go into like, I wanted to see what your definition of like what a witch is. Cause I feel like there's modern day witch. Right. And yeah. I, and That's a question, cause to me, when people ask me about it, cause I kind of like, I joke that I have like hippie and witchy vibes. Um, and to me, it's, it's using the elements. And I even looked up what witch meant to in the dictionary, yeah. but it's, it's basically just using invocations or being really intentional and specific, um, with an intended focus, right. Or you're mm-hmm. trying to produce an outcome and we use natural elements like crystals, you know, oils, um, flowers, herbs, all of that, the moon, the sun, like the seasons, we're using everything that's from the earth, mm-hmm. um, to create a, an intended outcome. And that was, is basically the fear is, um, the fear of manipulation. And that's why yeah. we've been condemned of it. They think that we can, it takes away people's free will that we can have some kind of power over people. So. Yeah. And I think it's funny because I think I don't really naturally identify like as a witch, I think, I don't know why, but, um, but when I look at some of practices like I love the idea of invocations mm-hmm. spells and I yeah. think it is just yielding energy from something mm-hmm. um to uh help transform help support right so uh I think that yeah and I think you and I if we were thrown back 200 years ago absolutely and we were living loud and proud yeah we would be considered witches like right. there's like no. there's different types I, I think you know what it is I realized I think maybe because I just read what I read um shoot I read a book about um lessons on magic it was a fiction book but it was about witches in Salem witch trial mm-hmm. and I think it's I I think I don't identify as a witch because I don't know all the herbs mm. I don't know all the I don't know spells right and I I think my story is I don't, I don't have a detailed brain, so I, they would never let me into a witch tribe. Because, <laughs> well, that's why you have a book. 
<laughs> write things down and you remember. That's what <laughs> I love because you I reference things. We have a friend, Kelly, who's a healer, and she's like, Aaron, remember this? And I was like, Oh, really? You're like, No. Well, no, that's like I've got like you have reference books. I don't remember yeah. shit sometimes. That's why I have a crystal book that, you know, if it comes to you in the moment, it's meant to. If not, maybe you're not supposed to know it. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely helping the more I learn about stuff because um I'll see stuff mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh yeah, like ugh, God, I was reading someone yesterday and I was actually doing theta healing and I was like, you need to drink green juice, but it's not just green juice. Maybe it's like spirulina. Yeah, it's tart. So it's green and tart. And I was laughing going, if I could have a nutritionist here right now and say, she's saying this. Right. Because But they might not know either what you're saying. I don't know. No, and then (laughs) she's like this. And I was like, it comes in a bottle and it's very fresh. It'll last about five days. Okay. Well, that's good information. Yeah. Yeah. It's random. Yeah. You decipher the message here. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my job to tell you what I mean. I just tell you. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we want to talk about what is modern day cloaking. Um, so like what is modern day cloaking for women? Like, what does that Mm -hmm. look like? Yeah. And it's interesting because one of the things I notice with clients is, um, so there's a couple things at play is I think women have a way the way our brains work like is that we think in landscape so we can see so put yourself in like a boardroom or where you're with a team if we see in landscapes we're more likely to be inclusive know what's going on and get quiet speak up so there's a lot more going on where male tunnel brains Mm-hmm. their brains think in tunnels so if they're talking they're talking they're listening <laughs> right. they're listening and what i feel is women cloak in the sense of still like um being their natural selves like yes i see landscape yes oh i stopped talking and heard them and i'm gonna pick up talking like i see a little um where we feel like we have to do it in, a, in the patriarchal way of masculine right. way of like, when you take the floor, take the floor, hand the baton off when you're done. And that's not how women work. Our brains right. don't work like that. So biologically. So I still think there's some cloaking around letting our natural way of moving in the world. Mm-hmm. And in, in, especially in the professional world where I think is the, has the most impact of, of like the patriarchal society of masculine energy is letting it be more feminine and I my senses it's a little bit more it's not messy as much as it's it's a it's kind of instead of a straight line it kind of has this kind of curviness like maybe a little bit of um curve pathway to it as I'm doing it in front of you instead of how the hell (laughs) it stands me she's moving in like a figure eight her finger in front of the in front of the screen thank you Uh, And then the other thing I think is modern day cloaking is wanting, um, I sense females wanting to have a life that's full of whatever it is. So if they want to be single and work, or they want to be in a relationship and not work, they want to have children and work, like trying to balance it. And I see that women um, go to those who they trust, have the conversation of what's what not working rather than going into the world and saying, I need this, mm-hmm. I need this, I need this. And so, like moving from suffering maybe or complaining to like, how do we together, I just talked to my three girlfriends, all of us want the same thing. So how do we go to our partners? How do we go to our bosses? How do we go into the world and say, hey, I want more of this without having to sacrifice being a mom or without having to sacrifice the promotion. And I think there's some cloaking of this struggling we have and not demanding the outside world to change. Rather, we're all, I think women have a tendency to try to change. We, do, yeah, we adapt, world. right. We adapt yeah. to it instead of 
Well, that, but that's historically, I think that's just been forced upon us. Like when we, mm-hmm. we attempt to just be ourselves, like things happen where we get, you know, you're weird, you're wrong, you're crazy, you're a bitch or whatever it is, you know, yeah. because we don't fit into what they, they're linear, very much like box of like, you don't fit into this box. <laughs> yeah, that's but- scary. I was just reading about, um, and I only know it because I adore Abby Wombach, mm-hmm. who is a retired soccer player. And I remember having a conversation like a year ago and saying, you know, gosh, you see professional women are not making as much money. And I remember talking to several, I think it was men and women, but mostly men, like a couple of men. And they're like, well, do they bring in, a, do they bring in as much money? And I was like, oh, maybe they don't. Like, there has to be a reason why mm-hmm. they're getting paid 20%. Like, there was this <laughs> one show, this woman, 17 years, comparing her income, basketball player to LeBron James. So two basketball mm-hmm. players. And um, she, oh gosh, she, I think she made like a 100,000. Like, her, it was nothing compared to his, like, almost 40 million. In, mm-hmm. And then what I, and then the crazy thing is, is the way Abby Wombach t- t- spoke about this. Um, she said, listen, we, they told us that the soccer national, uh, whatever they're called said, mm-hmm. you guys need to bring in more people. She goes, and that's what mm. we did. We actually exceeded ticket sales mm. compared to the males. Okay. And yet we did not see a difference in income and mm. that shit. I feel like one of the things that women cloaked is, Oh, it, is it my fault? Yeah. Like, sometimes I wonder if we take accountability, um, we take responsibility for everybody instead of I'm like, Oh, am I failing to do something? So I don't get paid as much. Right. There's something on my end. And I think what's happening is the more women shove this shit into the light and like people like, well, I can't ask them how much they're making in peers. I'm like, who cares? You know what? There's so much discrepancy in what you get paid. You actually legally can ask your colleague, Mm -hmm. how much are you going to pay? Like put shit into the light. Yeah. Own it. Like you can't do it or fearful, or there's something wrong with you. You're not doing something enough. Right. Like this isn't fair. This doesn't Mm -hmm. work. And there's such a discrepancy. So that to me is where it's cloaking in the way of standing in their power and their right. I don't want to say righteousness, but saying like, there's a right way to do this and I'm getting screwed or she's getting screwed and I'm not okay with it. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing though. I think that isn't fair that sets up like we have the one system that works obviously for men easily Mm. because it was designed by men or masculine energy. But uh, whereas then we are coming into it, trying to compare ourselves to the men when we have different strengths, different gifts, we go about things differently. Um, And I almost don't think that's fair. We're always going to be set up to fail because we're meant to create our own structure to have a different kind of standard in terms of how we do things, you know? Um, and it, yeah, so that to me, like, I, I, I love the difference between masculine and feminine energy because I think they both bring so much, Mm -hmm. you know, so many different amazing things. That's why we have two, right. Two, Mm -hmm. the, the two polarities. But, um, I think what's lacking is us going into this mass, not to say that we can't do exactly what men can do. We can, but we just maybe do it. We do it in a little different way. We process, maybe we take a little bit more time. Doesn't mean that we don't produce the same amount, Mm -hmm. but we may just not do it exactly the way they do it. And that's where I think that we kind of are, are where, what needs to change is like the system, like not to get rid of the one that works for men, but to create a new one that then fits for women, you know? Yeah. And then the men who are like the, the men who are also like tapped more into their feminine energy can then play in that area too, you know? Yeah. I do think, and it's in the research, if you're going to donate globally, right. Uh, they say you're going to change a community when you donate to a woman compared to a man, like exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. More likely. And I think that's one of the things that's coming as women step into the light and force issues yeah. to be addressed um force still sounds so patriarchal but you know really invite and stand in that this doesn't work and if it doesn't work yeah i was gonna say invite sounds like so passive right it's that that's the thing is even you declare that this is needs to be yeah even you not wanting to use the word force is like a way of you like of us cloaking like oh if we say force if we show up forceful that means something about us you know you know yeah i think for me it's about like women stepping not owning the problem is theirs it's a yeah. community problem and it's, yeah. it's everyone's problem and 
Yeah. So I, I see that. I see that as some of the modern day mm-hmm. issues that women are facing. Yeah. Um, I and see not- it happening more though on social media, like people speaking up and saying, this is a everybody issue. Everyone needs to address this. It's not just one group or one, whatever, like what you just yeah. said, that's happening so much right now. Yeah. And I'm fucking, I'm very excited about it. I'm like, and I have, yeah, yeah, I just keep noticing that I keep changing who I'm inviting, like who I'm following. Mm. I really like people that can give information. I'm like, Oh, yes. Yes. You know, what about this? So, um, yeah, I'm excited on a collective level, a dropping of the cloak. Me too. All right. We kind of talked about what would be available for ditching cloaking. Is there anything else you would say that's available by us ditching the cloak? Um, I mean, just access to your authentic power and creation, like being able to create what you want. Um, I think when we dim ourselves, when we hide ourselves, we then contract and we lose our ability to create something new. So yeah, that's what we're meant to do, right? That's what literally what our physical bodies are meant to do. So that's our, our energetic power as well. But like you were just saying, women can create change in the world mm-hmm. if we were to stand in our power all of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and believe in it. Yeah. Cause I do believe that we, we yield change. It happens when we stand in our power. If you, exactly. Like, if I could record all the couples I've worked with and how often it comes down to this, like, what do you need? Like, you know, usually the question that comes up with heterosexual couples, couples, you turn to the female, you turn to the male. And when you turn to the male and you say, what do you need? And with female, it changes. I couldn't tell you exactly. It would change from female to female. There'd be enough. There's probably data to say there's like four or five things. Yeah. A male, it fucking comes down to the same shit every time. Which is. I just want her <laughs> to be happy. Oh. Every time. <laughs> they do. And does not scream. We have the power. I don't know what else is, but, and I'm telling you, I wish I could record how many men have said that about their partners yeah and i'm like okay this reaffirms we do have the power we do but i and i think you're right in that it's us uh reminding ourselves of that and stepping up and asking for what we need and we because we've still we're still playing that like my needs aren't going to get met or no one cares about my needs or you know it's not possible kind of mentality And I think that one of the things that's funny, because I have a, you know, 14-year-old daughter. So there's nothing like having a teen female telling you where you fuck <laughs> up. Like your generation, you know, it's like this whole generation conversation. Yeah. And she is shocked at how my generation tolerated body shaming. Like she mm. is just like, like we had Twiggy. Remember, like we had, like my mom had the Oh name. yeah, Twiggy, we yeah. We had another uh, Kate. Kate, whatever's from English lady. Mm-hmm. I just remember really thin mm-hmm. models. And my daughter is like offended on our generational behalf and annoyed that we allowed that we tolerated it. She's like, can you imagine mom what Instagram would have looked like in the 80s? I'm like, oh God. Skinny. I mean, right now the shoulder pads are kind of coming back. Well, but things always come hair. back. Yeah. <laughs> and I just was like, wow. And I think one of the things when I look at talking with females is um, wanting to say, I think uh, Abraham Hicks said it best, who Esther Hicks channels a body of energy. And she says like what Abraham Hicks said was we created a platform. So we are have a platform for our own leaping into the world. Mm -hmm. And then when we choose to have children, we extend out our platform so that they leap even farther. Yeah. And that's the intention is that they will not be limited by our platform that we have inherited and we built that they will leap further and then they will build further out. And I'm like, okay, like anything I can do just builds out my daughter's platform so she can leap farther. Yeah. I think that's a perfect segue into the next question because <laughs> that was like part of my answer so we're you know we're looking at like what or wait did we go I don't sorry I'm like what does modern day uncloaking look like that's what I, that's the next question <laughs> sorry guys I totally just fine you do yours is there okay say well I was gonna say is the legacy that we are creating for the women of the future right by by uncloaking by 
practicing doing this, sharing our magic, um, and not just for uh, females, but for males also, is we're breaking the patterns and healing the wounds so that our daughters and our granddaughters don't have to go through the same shit mm. that we did. Um, because that's what evolution's all about is to constantly evolve and keep growing, right? So they don't have to have a fear of expressing their magic. And, um, you know, I feel like our world is so much more inclusive now in so many ways and that I don't see it ever going back to the way it was. Um, mm. uh, but it just is still, there's still work for us to do. Like, especially if you carry those wounds um, that you see yourself cloaking so much, we have to keep constantly addressing it and changing our behaviors to be the model for those people, um, the women and the men. Because um, I think for men, it's we're, we are teaching them that it's okay to express their feelings and their emotions. Because I think that was also suppressed for them, um, certain ones, right? I think uh, sadness more so for men. Like it's easier, I think, more acceptable for men to express anger. Whereas mm -hmm. I think for women, it's less acceptable for us yeah. to express anger. It's more acceptable for us to express sadness, um, whereas the opposite for men. So we're creating mm -hmm. space for, for everything, basically. <laughs> for everything yeah. to be possible. And then when you throw like people of color in there, you got a whole nother shade yeah. of limitations or cloaking. You know, I was watching, Carl and I were watching a show called Couple Therapy and the husband and wife, she likes to go to fancy dinners, very poshy dinners. And he's like, I don't like it. I don't feel as comfortable. And, and, mm -hmm. and that they're talking and he's like, I don't get treated as well. And he was uh, African-American and oh. he, and they were having a whole conversation. Like she goes, well, then you tell them that doesn't work. He goes, I cannot be. Yeah. A black man in a posh restaurant showing irritability or anything that looks yes. like. Anger. Yeah. And they were having like this whole race conversation. And so wow. he has to, he was like, I have to cloak my anger. Yeah. And I remember reading Michelle Obama's book and she talked about that. Like, you don't, she's like, can you imagine your husband's running for president? And now you might be the problem that he might not get voted in because you, people are calling you the angry black woman. Yeah. She's like, I was like, are you kidding me? I mm -hmm. can't, I had to restructure how I showed my frustration or disagreement even mm -hmm. because people have stories and perspectives and filters that they saw me through. And so we're having this like cloaking of women, but also women of color, men of color, yeah, sexuality. Oh yeah. Um, sexuality is a huge one. So it's like, and I'm, I am with you. I think we're shifting, like the times are changing. And part of me is like, not fast enough. Mm -hmm. Well, it never is in the physical world. Energy <laughs> moves so much faster than okay. our physical shit. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just really uh, so much. And how do we create space for each other? And how do we do it for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it isn't just for ourselves. Like we're, that's what, we're, like when we do the work for ourselves, like we don't realize how the ripple effects it has future mm. and, and past, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we made a promise, um, to provide all of you with two practices. We made a promise to each other. Just I was like, we made a promise to you guys, but you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how good we are. That's uh -huh. how much we love you. So we're going to give you two we're actually going to get four in total. Yes. We're going to give you two practical things you can do. And then we're going to do two more spiritual um, practices. So you want to go first with the practical one? Well, I think we said that yours, well, your practical, I think you go first with yours okay, and then mine. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mine are more about the, the action piece that oh, support okay. yours. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first one, I call it spotlighting. And if you're in the shift of, um, let's say you are like, gosh, I want to show my magic or I want to show my intuition. I want to show my power. What I encourage people to do and what I would encourage everyone to do is what is it you want to shift? You know what? I want to speak up more or I want to show my emotions more. So let me give one example. So I want to, I have a tendency to get quiet in spaces um, so I want to speak up and offer up my opinion, my feelings, my thoughts, whether work or in relationships, how you would spotlight is you pick key people where you want to show up differently. So let's say you're like talking to your supervisor and you're like, Hey, Jan, I want to, you know, I'm kind of quiet in our meetings. What I want to do is speak up more. 
and I want, I actually have ideas I want to share. I'm just maybe not, I'm not as quick as everyone else because I'm not as practiced. So um, I just, could you be my partner in me sharing more? Maybe even check in with me if I seem quiet. Um, and Jan's like, yeah. Or maybe with your relationship. Like, I want to tr- take a moment to trust my intuition before we make decisions about our children. So I'm going to usually have a quick response. I'm going to slow down that response and I want to check in first and you tell your partner, Hey, this is what I want to do. Could you support me? So what you're doing is you're spotlighting who you want to be. And then you're telling people in key positions in your life, important positions, in your life, how they can support you inside of the shift you're making. And what happens is you're front loading. So you're prepared, you're doing, preparing before it happens one. And then two, you're telling people how, who you are, who you're becoming and how they can support that person that's becoming. And to me, this is a game changer when you're making what might appear to the outside world personality changes, but really you're just stepping more into yourself. Yeah. Mine definitely goes off of that. I called it speak up because that's basically what I thought of. So it is very similar to yours, except For me, if you're kind of like, you know, the independent uh, kind of fly by the seat of your pants type person like I am and not so much like relationship driven, you're just going to speak up in the moment. You're just going to choose to do it differently in the moment. And, you know, what Erin and I were talking about is how, like for me, I gave an example of, this was an example because this was a client. I was, I was working with a client and in that position, right? So I'm going to go through different types of ways you can speak up in different areas of your life. Um, so I was with a client and he kept interrupting me. And so I just, I, in a very nice way, because Aaron wanted to reflect back, like, doesn't that sound too harsh? And I was like, can I finish, you know? <laughs> and like, I get, maybe that comes across as like, um, what passive aggressive, but I mean, it, it literally was just, can I finish? I let me finish. Or, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a thought. Can I finish my thought? And it's just being very direct, um, for me, like in that, in that position, it didn't seem as though, I was being out of line because I'm, he's coming to me as, you know, the coach, um, he's looking for my guidance. So, you know, if I'm in the middle of the thought, I feel like, you know, that's, it is kind of a massive. Does it trigger you if I, if you were talking and I say, can I finish? Does that trigger you? Cause that's what I think. If it doesn't trigger the person, then say it. And then. Right. Well, yes, you feel, it would trigger me. Right. Can I finish? I would be like, I'm not stopping you. No, yeah. No, there's more to say here. He didn't get triggered. Um, And I think that is the thing too, to point out is you'll, you kind of have to feel into the moment. Like, Mm. again, this is where you look at different types of relationships. So maybe you're the coach and the client, like that's the agreement you guys have is you call me on my shit, right? Like that's kind of Mm -hmm. the agreement that I have with this client is that's what he pays me for. So I'm going to, I'm going to reflect back to him in a very, non-emotional way, what he's doing, which is right now you're interrupting me. So can I please finish? Um, because that's one of the things that he is working on is listening more rather than talking mm-hmm. so much. So, you know, there's context behind it. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas Aaron hears it and she's like, that's so mean. But, um, so there, that's an example, right? So, but if say you're, you're talking to your boss, um, or you're in a meeting and you get the urge, you know, like say you've been doing what Aaron suggested and you realize like, okay, this is my time to speak up you, uh, and say like you get, I'm I'm using the example as you get interrupted, but like, if say somebody is trying to talk over, you feel like you cannot assert yourself is you find the window. And even, you know, if you happen to interrupt somebody say, I apologize for speaking over you, but can I, can I put the, can I put this in? I wanted to get this in before, um, before we ended. Um, or if say, if somebody talks over you, you say, um, you can say, yeah, that's a great point. I also wanted to go back to my point, which was this and this and this. Um, so there's ways that you can respectfully, you know, speak up and also point. I feel like it's just being direct to the point of like calling out what's happening in the moment, which mm-hmm. is I had the floor or I would like the floor. Right. And so setting people up for that in the moment, um, say it's like with your children. Um, uh, an example is, you know, for them, it's more of like a teaching moment. So if they are doing something that, like interrupting you or something to that effect, you, the way that you can speak up is, is, or like, I look at it as like, my son always tries to interrupt me while I'm doing something else. So it's acknowledging them. Right. So I totally hear you. Can you just give me when I'm done, I'm going to, I will give that to you, or I will talk to you, but right now I'm doing this. Um, so, uh, or with a, with a partner, say you feel like they aren't listening to you. They're always on their phone. You can, um, 
say something like, hey, uh, when you're done with that on your phone, I'd really like your full attention or something, something like that. So it's like respecting what that person's doing, acknowledging that, but not being like con confrontational about it, but also standing in your power and saying, I would like you to give me attention now. <laughs> and I think what Bethany, you're saying is if it gets confrontational, maybe that's what's going to have to happen. Like, hey, I, I need your attention. Right. And yeah. I, I heard you say also like, telling people how, Hey, when you're done with that yes. task on your phone, can I get your full attention? Which would be not being on your phone, just looking mm -hmm. into me. Exactly. And I think that's important because speaking up is one saying what you need to say, but maybe two saying how you want people to listen to you. Yes. Right. I need you to look at me. Cause I have to say that to Kingston. I say, Kingston, look at me. So I, I know to Carl, <laughs> I like, <laughs> I look at me. So I know you're paying attention to me because what I'm saying is important. <laughs> I tell the kids eyes on me. Yeah, eyes on exactly. Me. You know that they're not listening to you if their eyes are not on you. <laughs> and, I don't, and then the other thing is they could be, but I don't know that. And I think right. not only is it, I want to, I need you to hear me, but I need to know you're hearing me. So we're having right. multiple levels of exchange here Right. that I feel like I can see that it landed for you. You could ask clarity questions. Okay. We're good. Done. Yes. Moving on. And it doesn't have to be the entire time they look at you, right? They have to be staring you in the eyes, but like, at least when I'm, when I always ask for the acknowledgement of, did you, did you hear what I said? Right. If he, if he's not looking at me, I get that sometimes he's like that. And so I say, okay, did you hear what I said? And then he'll be like, yes. And I say, what did I say? Yeah. No, that's parenting. That's like yeah. something that you learn in like, right. you know, and some people struggle with being that direct with their kids or with anybody, you know, when it's really like, you have to call it out and say, well, to me, it doesn't look like you did. You you heard me because you're not looking at me. Or see, I knew you weren't. <laughs> I knew you weren't listening because you and, can't tell me what I just said. <laughs> and if you were talking to adults, you could do something like, um, yeah. "Hey, I just want to make sure what I said made sense. Could you yeah. tell me back what you heard?" And then right. they, you could be doing what you just said, which is, right. "Did you fucking hear me?" Yeah. But also, in your inside your yeah inside your feeling, did you just fucking hear me? But yeah. on the outside, you're practicing. Uh, positive communication or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Non-confrontation. What is it? Non-violent communication? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Can I finish <laughs> what I'm saying? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I ending with the last exercise or are you? Well, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm... it will trans, if we, if it will translate. So I can go from, I don't know. I'm thinking. You go first. Okay. So Aaron's going to give you a practice because I feel like to help you get into this energy that I'm going to give you the action step to do after. So it may be a little confusing. That's oh. where, so I feel like doing this, like practicing doing this, getting into this space that you're going to put them in is then where you take what oh, I'm going to say. I should go first. Sure. But I just didn't know if, um, like after you, cause it's kind of like a meditation, right? Yeah. I don't know if people are going to be able to like hear me, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm going to put you in this practice this active how you can engage in um an energy of creating a, like a manifestation vibration in your body and throwing it out to the world so mm -hmm. in a moment i'll do that when post that exercise yes bethany's going to share with you right now what you right. can do to build right. on that while you're still in your left brain um yes. you can <laughs> I see the point now. I yeah, yeah, saying. yeah. That's where I was like, I know when after I do a meditation, I can't remember shit. Yeah. So um, it's called let your energy speak. So mm -hmm. it's almost the exact opposite of what I was just telling you to do, which is to actually speak up. <laughs> so you're not going to use words at all, right? You're just going to use your this energy. This is super powerful. So everyone listen, because this is, this is super powerful for someone, especially for those of us who are super verbal. Yes. And try to change the world verbally or with action. This is like, Yes. Okay, so, yeah. so it's really simple. It's really not, you don't need to do much except just be an observer and notice what the reactions are like around you. So, and I would suggest going into a public place. So say you do this meditation, you get in your car, you go to the store, you go to Target, you go to Starbucks, whatever it is. No, like practice uh, cultivating that energy within you, like focus inward on the energy you just created through this meditation or whatever, however else you cultivate it. And imagine your aura, right? Which is, you know, our energy field around us, which reaches out. I don't know how far, maybe like, do you know how far it reaches out our aura or our uh, energy like, field? 
five feet could be eight, three to eight feet is kind of what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I want you to imagine just whatever color it is, whatever it feels like, just imagine that you are completely surrounded by your aura. You can feel it and notice what happens when you go to the store. Do people look at you more? Do they smile at you? Do they want to come and talk to you? I know that sometimes when I'm in a really great energetic space, I'll go out and people just want to start talking to me. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I don't, I didn't want to talk to you. I wasn't ready to have this conversation. You know, like inside I'm thinking that, right? Like, oh God, I wasn't prepared for this because I don't realize that that's what my energy is attracting. And, um, but it's, it's you feeling it. And, and because there are some times where I see it and I'm like, oh, like I must look really good today. Or I was, you know, I must feel really good today because other people are, are looking at me. They're smiling at me. They're um, asking if I need help They're you know, whatever it is, a man's looking at me. Ooh, that's, you know, that guy was cute, whatever it is. Um, or your children are being nicer to you or you're getting compliments. You know, like sometimes my son will just like notice something about me and say, which doesn't happen that often, right? Cause he's a kid, he's in his own world. And I'll just like, Oh, that was nice. You know? <laughs> so all you're going to do is be an observer of how you feel and, and the reactions of how you get around you. Um, and then I think that's going to show you a tangible difference, like, and how powerful it is just to, to cultivate and grow your own energy within. Yeah. I think it's super, I've really, especially if you want to do it around, like I do it with Carl all the time. Like, I'm like, I'm going to cause him <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything. So I'll just say like, I want this to shift or I want this, or I'm going to, yeah. and I play with it and I start small. Sometimes you can go big, but You'd be shocked at how much your energy speaks. Totally. And you can play with it too. And that's also attracting, right? It's like when you're, you're practicing attracting. So you say, Hey, I would love to see this, or I'd love for this. To, like, I don't know. I'm looking for, I don't a, a certain book or a certain something. And then you like, you wait and see if you attract it, right? If you come across it, if you, I mean, that's getting a little bit deeper into like manifestation stuff, but that is you practicing your energy. Yeah. Like that's what you're attracting. So if you start thinking about something and then you see it later, or you hear someone talking about it later, that's your energy attracting it. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you're going to do. You can do post this exercise. So this exercise isn't necessarily a journey. It's more of a practice to really charge yourself up and a feeling of whatever it is you want to feel success, abundance, feeling it in power and then sending it out into the world. So yes. when you're ready, so if you're driving or whatever, pause, you can do this later. Um, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and I'm going to invite you to put your hands in front of you about anywhere from like seven to 10 inches apart. And you're going to, we're going to create an energy bubble And so the first thing I want you to do is send your energy up into the sky, like into the divine, breathe in and then pull down light. Just imagine light shining down, shooting down all over you and through between your hands down to the bottom of your feet. And then you're going to shoot that energy down to the core of the earth and pull up mother earth energy, grounding energy. And that's going to shoot back up all over your body. And again, through between your hands And then when you're ready, I want you to start feeling the energy between your hands. And if you're sitting there going, well, I'm not feeling it. I want you to imagine, just move your hands a little bit and you'll start feeling, maybe it might be a little buzzy. You'll just feel a little resistance maybe. And then once you start feeling that energy ball, we're going to name it and we're going to call it your day. So if Bethany, it's Bethany's day. If it's me, Aaron's day or whoever's talking, whoever's doing this, name it your day. And this is an exercise you could do first thing in the morning before you really interact with people. And now I want you to practice putting things into your day. So you're listening to this. What do you want to put into your day? Do you want to see an easy, smooth day of work? Things get done, tasks, it's easy. It makes sense. Um, You connect with people at work, your children, they're joyful. They're happy. You, f- you have clarity around parenting. Um, maybe in your relationship, you're feeling connected and loved. They're super helpful. 
work or money, even separate from work is like, I see money flowing in. I could see my wallet expanding with money. I'm putting in my bank accounts. Like I sometimes see like when you look on your phone, Ooh, look at the numbers going up. Um, my body, my workout's going to be this morning. I was like, Oh, it's going to be e Like I'm going to be effort. Like I'm going to feel strong and, uh, and then it's gonna be fun. So just go through, I'm gonna be quiet for a moment as you just put anything into your day, into this energy bubble that we're calling your day and just how you wanna bless your day. Like, ooh, I'm gonna look good. Ooh, uh, the scale went down, you know, if, I want, if you want the scale to go down or I'm able to lift two pounds heavier. I'm able to, like people want to talk to me or, you know, people just wave from afar and don't wanna talk to me. It's perfect, but they like me. So just pull things into your day. <laughs> Introverts Sorry. are like, don't talk to me. Yeah, just look, wait. At, look at me, but don't talk to me. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, my ear starts buzzing. So I'm like, okay, somebody's feeling this. All right, and then when you're ready and you finish up, everything's in your day. I want you to take this energy ball and I want you to press it into your chest, over your heart, moving it into your body. All these blessings, all these wonderful, happy, joyous, easeful things moving into your body. And then I want you to imagine you can feel the energy zooming. Ooh, it's like swirling in your heart center. And then it moves. Maybe you feel warmth. Just imagine it or observe it. And then I want you to push it throughout your whole body to the top of your head, down to the top, bottom of your toes, swirling. It's this your day energy of blessings and wonderful things. And then I want you to push it out. First, push it out three feet, just this energy vibrating from you light. And then I want you to push it out 10 feet. Now I want to push it. I want you to push it out to whatever, wherever you are. If you're in a house, you're in your office, pushing it out to the expand, to the extent of the building you're in or the extent of the space you're in the car. And then I want you to just push it out as far as all your loved ones are. So if they're across city in school or they're in another state, push that energy as far as your loved ones are so they can feel this expansive energy. And just so you know, in the future, you could send that energy as far as you want into the galaxy, or you can go as small as you want, your choice. But when you're ready, I want you to take a deep inhale. I want you to ground this energy. <sighs> and then open your eyes and come back too. Oh, perfect. All right. So if anyone, this is a way to shift cloaking. So maybe if you're thinking of a meeting, you're stressed, I want to, I want to speak up. I want to feel powerful. I want to feel like superwoman, whatever it is, put it into that energy ball. Um, it's really like an energy ball of blessings. And then you're just going to like energetically, you're going to shift your subconscious, your body's going to feel it. And then you're going to send it out into the world and watch because that's law of attraction. See how the world gives it back to you. Yes. I love that. I'm going to use that. Okay, good. I've been Thank using you. it every day. Cause nice motherfucker. When I'm like, Oh, things are going the way I'm like, okay, back into practices. Sometimes I struggle with practices like that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, I like, cause I don't have my own. Right. And I think, yeah, maybe I just haven't adopted like I think I also sometimes make meditation visualization hard. Like it's a hard thing. So that's something I have to shift. I noticed for myself. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. I hope we hope that cloaking, how to shift, step in your power, giving you some practices, speaking up, spotlighting, um, your energy ball of blessings. What was the one you were talking about? Well, let your, letting your energy speak. So let your energy speak. Yeah. Getting, I, and what I like is that you get to know your own energy too, like what it feels mm. like to be in your power and yeah. it'll be more clear when you're not in your power and how, and then like working to shift yourself. Yeah. And remember, don't, it's not about making yourself wrong. It's about no. knowing what it feels like, right. Ooh, I like it like this and just stepping back into it. Right. Cause noticing it. what you get back. Right. It's yeah. like, and then he, you could even do the opposite practice, which is noticing what it feels like when you're cloaking. Right. And getting the, and the reaction you get, you can be like, oh shit, that's, that's not my Pisces good. moon is like, no, 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 no. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you have to like have to, but some people might, I mean, like, yeah. you know, some people need that. Okay. Well, I need to see the difference. Right. So yeah, I feel you. 
Well, All right. Want, you know, rate us, recommend us. Yeah. Subscribe. Follow us. And because uh, we want to keep offering this up to all of you. All right. Yeah. And let us know, yeah, what you think about all the stuff we got going on the book clubs, the shame yeah. series, all of that. We would love your feedback. All and right. follow us on Instagram, me at Empowering Authenticity, Aaron at The Real Aaron Pruitt, right? Yep. Yes. And right. Aaron's at Aaron. You're just like, all right, shut up. I'm like, no, 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 it's perfect. <laughs> I, like it. I like it when you do it because you're better at it. <laughs> no. Um, yours is AaronPruitt.com if you want to mm-hmm. work with her. Mine's EmpoweringAuthenticity.com. Um, and then, Aaron, you have a manifesting magic series, but I think that's already yeah, going to be. It already started. Yeah. Yeah. It's already so, started. Okay. But I'm going to be doing, there'll be more. I've got meditations. Yeah. Rolling out mindful dating group again. Ooh, and you've cool. got your pussy wisdom, which we'll yep. be talking about. So yes. stay tuned. We're going to talk pussies, book clubs, and more. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, everyone.